Welcome to Your Money on Purpose, a podcast for professional and entrepreneurial women looking to gain clarity and control of their business and personal finances. I'm your host, Donette Palmore, and on this podcast, I am going to be talking to mompreneurs, financial coaches, business owners, CPAs, and everyone in between as we discover ways to give your money more purpose. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Donette Palmore, and I am your host of Your Money on Purpose podcast. And today, my guest and I are going to be talking about chat GPT and your business. And I know this is like the buzzword. Everybody's talking about it, what it is, what do you do with it, how do you use it, um, all kinds of questions. So I thought this would be a great time to bring up the conversation uh, with an expert to help us understand it a little bit better and how we can properly use it in our business. But before I introduce my guests, I would like to ask you a favor. I am trying to reach as many women business owners as I can, and I need your help. So if you can stop, just press pause this podcast right now, leave me a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. It uh, helps boost the podcast and it gets in front of more women and I would forever be grateful. So with that out of the way, let me introduce you to my guest. Her name is Gretchen Heenan. No, I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) It's all right. Heenan. You're close. Heinen. It's all right. Okay. It's hard one. Gretchen Heinen. Okay. Yep. Gretchen Heinen is an established entrepreneur, mentor, and founder of the Daring Daughters podcast. She also hosts annual retreats and leads a year-long transformative mastermind for business-savvy women. Gretchen dares her clients and listeners alike to behold in their faith, family, and business. Gretchen, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited. This topic has transformed my business in 2023. So I can't wait to hopefully help some other um, people out there who just need to speed up their processes and, you know, get a little bit better copy out there. I'm excited to hear about it. Um, Before we dive into it, I always ask my guests about their money story. So is there any uh, wisdom you've learned, lessons you've learned, something you learned along the way about money that you would like to share with us? Oh my gosh. Well, my whole coming to business has to do with money. (laughs) Um, I was a nurse before I was a business owner and I, um, well, actually I was a business owner and then I became a nurse to try to open a new business that I failed at. And then I became different business owners along the way. So, you know, I've definitely opened and closed some businesses and I've seen what it feels like when it feels like it's not working. Um, but I think for me, my biggest money story is because of the 08 recession. So I'm old enough that the 08 recession impacted me greatly. Um, you know, we were, we had little kids at the time. I think I, I had my son in 09. Um, so it was a really dark and desperate time for me. And I remember laying in bed and praying, God, if you help me get out of this, because my cell phone bill, I wasn't sure if it was going to bounce my checking account. That's how Mm -hmm. low we were that like a $200 or whatever it was in 09, $100 could bounce us. And I remember praying like, God, if you help me figure this out, like I will tell all your people, I will teach them everything I know. And that's what started my podcast. And I just started interviewing wealthy people on the podcast and, and learning myself from them as I was interviewing them and got, got us out of debt, started new businesses. And it really, to me, you know, I think when you take hold of your money, like you teach people, it is just life changing. So Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, 
always, I think our experiences, flowers are bloomed out of our experiences, I should Mm -hmm. say, right? We look at it as like the fertilizer, you know, fertilizer is usually cow poo or whatever. And you plant these seeds in there and it just feels so yucky and icky coming through, but something beautiful comes out. And that's amazing. I love that. I um, always tell people that we are the solution to someone else's problem. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we also have to experience the problem first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a oh, uh, verse in Proverbs that says, um, it says, it's the end of Proverbs 15. Oh my gosh. I have to like look it up right now. Cause I was just looking at this. It says, um, honor comes oh, before honor comes humility. Right. Mm. So you don't get the honor until you've had some humility. <laughs> I know exactly how that feels. Well, let's dive into our topic because this is what everybody came to listen for. Um, So I guess we could start off with like, what is ChatGPT and what's its purpose? Mm, That's good. Okay. So first of all, I want to say if you are a person that doesn't know anything about this and you've been seeing this all over and it overwhelms you just to even hear it because you're like, oh, one more reason that I'm behind, right? If that's you, I just want you to know that like a year ago, I didn't know what this was. And I actually... um, got really interested in AI because of, um, another business that I own. We actually, I actually own a data science business in addition to the daring daughters, which you talked about in mentoring women. Like I run my own businesses in addition to mentoring women. And one of my businesses is a data science business that uses AI. Um, so AI in itself is like really vast. And actually it's been around for like 30 years. So people think it's this new thing, but data science, which is basically having a computer manipulate data has been around for 30 plus years, if not more. And so it's not, you know, I think the buzz of this chat GPT is that people are worried it's taking on like some kind of like personality. That's like the concern with it, you know, with like sentient AI, But ChatGPT is essentially, the way I like to describe it, is like an internet browser that instead of giving you the whole internet, it gives you exactly what you're asking for by looking at the whole internet and then giving Mm. you an answer. I love that. Um, I think that, yeah, it has been around for a very, very long time. Um, We just didn't realize it or we didn't call it that or, or just wasn't, you know, brought to our consciousness that hey, this is what they've been doing. They've been collecting data on us forever. Before yeah. it wasn't our artificial intelligence, right? They were just getting it written by on papers and stuff. <laughs> but they're always doing research on us. But I know I think that's a great way to put it that it's just exactly what you're asking for. Because if you put that same thing into like a Google search or, mm-hmm. or whatever the I don't even know the other names of all the other searches, but um, you're going to get a vast majority of things and you have to dig through and dig through. And so this is almost like a filter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like, yes. It's like a filter. And, and I sometimes get overwhelmed by the amount of different extensions that chat GPT has turned into with different, you know, like APIs where they've taken the concept and then they've made it into art and they've made it into something that can work in spreadsheets and something that can do this. And, And for your listeners, if they're like, I just want the basics of how to use this in my business, I'm so happy to tell you like the top ways I use it that are super easy and anyone can do. That would be great. So before we dive into that, what, why did they design chat GPT? What was its purpose? 
I, I, well, you know, ChatGBT was designed, so the founder of it, I follow him on Twitter, um, him and I mean, Elon Musk was involved in ChatGPT. So openai.com is the company and that okay. I don't know, you know, what their original purpose of, or, you know, why th- that's probably not even the actual name of the company. So I don't know that I can speak to like the history of like why they created it, or there's probably a way deep conversation that could go all the way <laughs> I'm sure we can Google it and find it. Yeah, we should ask ChatGPT, why were you created and see what it says. (laughs) Who knows what we'll get in there. All right. Well, so what are some, you know, obviously this is something that we've been told is good for our business. We can really use it to do things and excel things and make things easier. So tell us, you know, what are some ways that we can use it in our business? So, well, I'll tell you how I use it. So initially when, when chat GPT really came on the scene at Twitter, um, I was one of the early people who signed up for it and it's a funny story. So, you know, I, I do have caution with AI and privacy. And so when it first came out, I was like, I have like literally when the founders like announced it was ready to go. Cause it was like the early people who got to beta test it and then it became public and before it even took money or payment. And there was like, I don't know, a million people who signed up for it in an hour of it going live or something crazy. Well, I was like in that pool of people. And, um, initially it, it, it was, it collected your information, your email and your phone number right when you signed up. And for whatever reason, I initially was just like, Oh, I got really freaked out that it was like going to monitor me or there was something, you know, cause there's just like all this unknown. Right. So I, I ended up paying for a paid account and then I got really freaked out and I closed my account. <laughs> and then I like waited a little bit and I, you know, kind of watched and realized like, I'm going to probably get a little behind if I don't learn how to use this. And that's how I approach everything new when it comes out is like, just play with it. You know, you don't have to incorporate it right away in your business. And I didn't. So I opened a new account and, um, you know, got back up and running and it does get, the system does get overloaded sometimes. Um, so sometimes you can't access it cause it's like overloaded, but there's like a paid account that you can pay for. It's like 20 bucks a month or something. And, um, that sort of helps you move to the top. Um, mm-hmm. but how I liked to tell people to start using it and how I started using it is to just start asking it questions. Okay. Just to kind of get the feel of like, what is this? Because it's not like Google where you type something into Google and then you get all these responses. Like it answers you with an actual answer. And so whatever question you ask it is the type of answer that you get back. So I initially just started asking it things like, you know, data type questions, like, you know, how, how big, how much, how far is it to the moon? And, you know, what do you think about this president? Like, I just wanted to see what it would say. Right. And so I just, I think that's like a good place to start with it is to just, um, start by just like interacting with it. So if you're going to use it and you're an open account, um, you literally just open it up and start typing into it and it will start answering you can start having a conversation. That's like level one. Okay. The next thing that I did is I looked for applications where it could support me in the areas that I was weak in, which includes copywriting. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I am um, sitting down to write 
very thoughtful, thought out captions and emails for my email list. Sometimes I just stare at my computer and I'm like, I don't know what to say. So I've always hired out help. So I paid someone to like write copy for me. And so I was like, well, what would happen if I just asked it to write an email for me? And so we actually now use it as a base for our emails and for our social media posts. Mm -hmm. I also use it for copy on websites and pretty much anywhere, show notes, um, you know, in my podcast, I do it for show notes. So anywhere where you have to like write something and maybe you're just not the best or most eloquent writer, you can use chat GPT. So I've, um, so do you put your stuff in there or how does that work? Cause I know I've like written out, you know, some paragraphs and then you stick it in there and you're like, Oh, it kind of made it sound a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do it two ways. So I like to, I like to tell people with ChatGPT, it's the same concept as, um, I don't know who said this, but the phrase, like, if you ask better questions, you get better answers, right? So if you ask it to just write an email, it's going to sound like a robot wrote it, (laughs) right? Right. But if you ask it to, so you can do two things. You can either start, sometimes I start writing something myself and then I copy and paste it into ChatGPT and I will tell it to rewrite it, but you have to tell it how you want it to rewrite it. So a lot of times because I'm a Christian-based business expert and I'm in my 40s and I'm a mother um, and I know about my ideal client that she is very similar to that, or I will put other things about my ideal client loves dogs. I learned that by surveying my clients. And so, um, you know, you might, so I use, sometimes I'll tell chat GPT, um, can you rewrite this to a woman in her forties, who's a mother and loves dogs? And even though ChatGPT might not insert anything about a dog, it usually will because you told it that, right? But it'll usually put some funny line in there about dogs or um, it will just take on the characteristic of that in the writing. Um, So it'll talk about, you know, kids and stress and things like that. So you can either start something and then send it over to ChatGPT and give it instructions on how to make it better or you can start in chat GPT and say something like, um, can you write a 50 word email to an audience of XYZ people um, regarding the topic of fear and use Bible verses as your reference, right? So that's how I make it very specific. So I'm like telling it to write to exactly my people. Um, there's a third way too, which is kind of cool, which is where you can create a persona inside of chat GPT. So you basically tell chat GPT, like, Hey, I would like you to create a persona and chat GPT will respond and say, well, what do you want this? What is this person like? And it'll ask you for some data. Like what, what are they like? What is their style? What is this person's style of how they speak? Do they use high vocabulary? Do they use slang? And so I actually created a persona, ChatGPT recommended I name her Victoria. So her name is Victoria. (laughs) And so I can go into that thread in ChatGPT that is already set up as the persona of Victoria. And I can say, 
um, please write a, a caption that Victoria would write for her social media, along with a picture of her with her dog. Right. And so it can like create a caption based on the conversations that we've had already about this persona. Does that make sense? So that's kind of like three ways. It's like, tell it exactly how to write, ask it to fix your writing or ask it to write like a specific person. No, that totally makes great sense. I love it because you can almost have this alter ego or this other person, right? This other personality writing things for you. And, you know, depending on what your business is, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is really kind of fun, actually. Yeah. So do you think there's any, um, I know it's it's fairly new technology to the public, mm -hmm. uh, any best practices when using it? Um. Well, I mean... There's the whole like safety side of AI that people have concerns about. And I would say if you fall into that camp of, um, you know, the safety concerns, then I would, you know, just make sure that you're using it as a tool. And I think when we use it as a tool, which is what it was intended to be used for, I believe, um, of course, there's, you know, theories about some like nefarious reasons why it was created or that sort of thing. But I use it as a tool and, and right now it's helping me. So I would say for best practices, like be very specific. You have to be very, very specific with ChatGPT because it will just give you a generic answer. So the more specific that you can be and the more clear that you can be, um, the second thing, the third thing, I guess, so it would be, you know, be specific, be clear. The third thing is you can tell it to fix its own writing. So oh. I've told it before, like, I don't like that. Try again. Right. Or oh. that sounds boring. Can you make that more interesting? Like you literally can interact with it to, to get a different response. And so I've had it write things four or five more times. I've had it do research for me. Um, I've had it come up with names of products for me, for subject lines, for emails. Like, I mean, the, really the, the use of it is really unlimited and there's, there's, um, it's always, AI is always going to be changing, right? And there's always going to be new ways that you can use it. So even this conversation in a month from now, there's probably going to be new things that I'm using it for that I am not today. So I would just say, stay curious, <laughs> but those would be the three best practices for me. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, what a great way we can kind of, because um, I know for for new entrepreneurs, even older ones, small business owners, sometimes you don't have the resource to, um, you know, sublet things out. And this is just a mm -hmm. great resource because they also have a free version that you can use to mm -hmm. kind of get your business going. Um, mm -hmm. But also your VAs or, you know, whoever you sublet can also use it to clean things up, which I think is phenomenal. Yes. And a great way to just... Really, I think, you know, we always want to speak to our ideal client. And sometimes it's hard because you don't know every specific about them unless you do a survey, right? And for some, it may it may hit some and not others. But when you can just have it do research for you, that's like priceless. Like, mm -hmm. okay, because we're, you say people are worried about privacy and I get it, you know, but, you know, if you have a phone, if you're carrying a phone, you have no privacy, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. really don't have that much privacy as much as we think. Um, so these, it's like Facebook, right? You say something and then you're getting ads. Like when you go on Facebook, you're having this conversation 
And all of a sudden you're getting ads for it on Facebook. So um, it's listening to what our ideal client's saying and it's gathering all the information. What, what are they looking at? What are they doing? What are their worries? What are their hobbies? All these things. And then we can just say, hey, this, what about da 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 you know, mm-hmm. and then it's going to pop it out for us. I mean, that saves you how many years of research? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. And to your point, not even just research, but like things that you need in a business, but you don't know where to start. So I actually, in one of my new companies, I had chat GPT, write My first business plan. And I just said, nice. can you write a business plan for a business that does X, Y, Z? And knowing I'm not going to be able to use this final copy as the actual business plan, but it gave me a template, right? Because I was like, I don't actually know what should be in a business plan for, for this level of a company, you know? So I told it what kind of company I was starting, you know, which, you know, whether it's an LLC or an S corp or a C corp and, you know, what would be a part of it. And it popped out like a rough draft of a business plan. Wow, that's awesome. So you can use it kind of like get outlines and so that mm-hmm. you know what to include and what should be inside something. Yes. Yeah. Another another way that I've used it or just another example is to have it um help you with your LinkedIn. So you can mm. tell it like um please write a um the different sections of LinkedIn, right? An experience for the time I worked at this company doing this role from 19, whatever to whatever. So you basically, it will know, oh, the peep, that role at that company, because it's looking on the internet, probably looking at job descriptions for what that role entails. And then it will put together what is an experience list of what you did at that role. Now, obviously you want to read that and make sure that's accurate, yes. right? Because it's just <laughs> giving you like all the things that could be a part of that role. But sometimes for me, when I have to like write a resume or talk about myself. Like I don't always have all that beautiful language to fill it in. You know, it's like, I would write something like worked on spreadsheets. Like, you know, that's probably what I would come up with, (laughs) you know, where this is like utilized, um, Microsoft Excel to analyze data and da, 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 you know, and it was like, oh yeah, that's actually what I did, you know? So there's just like a ton of different ways you can use it. That's awesome. I I love that. Um, I'm excited to dive deeper into it um, to kind of get, you know, how can I help this to further my business? So how has it, you said it's helped you grow your business. So how have you seen growth in your business using it? Yeah. Well, first it's cut down on expenses for sure. So it's cut down on like time that I've had to um, either pay someone else to do it or time that I've had to do something for it. Um, It's also helped to um, legitimize a lot of my writing. And so, I mean, we had an, we have an on staff copywriter at our company. So we have a person that's actually using chat GPT in this exact same manner, but there were, you know, there are definitely times where I had to pause on giving her work because there was a gap in revenue or there's times where I have to get something out fast and I didn't give her enough time to work on it. So, that's not going to work. Um, so it's really helped speed up things in my business, but it's also helped people to feel, um, more connected to our copy and more connected to our emails that we're putting out and our social media that we're putting out. And then that in turn helps sell our products. So I definitely 
since incorporating this, you know, when you do an email list, you don't always like hear from the people that you write your emails to, but I've been getting people replying back and saying like, oh, this email really like touched my heart today, or I really loved this. And it was written by ChatGPT. So. Wow. That's amazing. So it's written with ChatGPT, but it has your brand on it, your personality on it. So that's, what's important. We don't want it to take over. We just want to enhance what we're already doing. Would Mm -hmm. that be fair? Yes, exactly. And, and in fact, so, um, there's a couple of copywriters that I follow who, you know, they are in support of chat GPT. A couple of them are my friends that are, I'm in, you know, a network with copyright, different copywriters, but they very, they very much caution people do not just copy and paste whatever it spits out. Because if you, and actually the first ever email that one of our copywriters used ChatGPT, she didn't tell me that she was going to use it, which I didn't care. But immediately when I opened the email, I could tell she didn't write it because she was new at trying to teach it the ways of how to make it not sound robotic. And, And the email that went out to our clients was like very, robotic sounding and it didn't at all sound like me. And so right away, you have to know that if you don't use it right, like you can actually do more harm than good because you'll push customers away or they will feel like they're just a number, right? Like who wants to open a heartfelt email that the person who wrote it didn't even look at it, right? Like that doesn't feel personable as a brand. Like the people who get my emails that I'm like pouring my heart into about, they want to know that at minimum, it like the idea came from me, right? And yeah. some of it came from me. And so what what I usually do is I write it up with how I want, what I want to say. And then I have chat GPT just help me like make it sound better. No, I love that. You, you don't want to lose that connection. You don't want to mm-hmm. use that, lose the, um, what's the word? Authics. Mm-hmm. I can't even say it right now. <laughs> Being authentic. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't want to lose that either. Um, But this is just, I think, a great tool to enhance what we're doing, uh, not to take it over. Um, But is this something that you help people with or? Yeah. So we, so in our mastermind and with my one-on-one clients and the people who are in our programs, we teach them how to use chat GPT for their own business. And so a lot of times, like if we're, um, the last, okay, I can think of the, the very last way I used it is um, a gal was creating some new products. And so we were writing sales pages and both of us were tired. It was like afternoon slump. I'm on the call with her. We're both trying to come up with what to say on this sales page. And we're both just like brain dead, right? And we were like, we need ChatGPT, you know? And so we just like pulled up ChatGPT to just kind of help us get some language. And so you know, we, I, I don't like teach classes on this. It's mostly just like applications inside of our own programs. But if you're like curious to learn more about it, there's three things I would do. Number one, Twitter is like the best place ever for AI stuff. So I would Which is get now out X. Yes, X, sorry. Yeah, it's now X. <laughs> I'm like old school. I've been on that forever. So I, I don't know how I'll ever be Yeah, how are people going to change their language? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so get on X. I just like, I don't know. It's so weird. Um, and 
and start like following chat GPT hashtags, you know, and just mm. kind of follow a couple people on the app. You can actually like create um, kind of like a follow list where, <clears throat> so I have like a, a technology AI follow list. And so when I meet people who are experts in this, I add them to that follow list so that when I'm on the app, I don't just waste time scrolling. I'm really actually scrolling a subgroup of people. So that's number one. Number two is there's a website called there's an AI for that.com. Okay. So there's an AI for that.com and you can go on there and literally every month there's like 200 new AI tools that come out and you can search yeah. like, um, and you could even do a Google search for this, or you could even ask chat GPT this, but you could search like, is there an AI or chat GPT for writing emails or how do I write, how do I use chat GPT for X, Y, Z? How do I use AI to enhance my spreadsheets? How do I use AI to handle customer service? You know, whatever it is, just be curious and be a person who's like willing to like search it out. And so a lot of times I will just search like, is, you know, there an AI tool for this or can ChatGPT do this? Or I'll go on to ChatGPT and say, can you do this for me? And they're like, yes or no. They'll say yes or no. Um, you know, and there's the the next like level of it is taking the information in ChatGPT that you get and putting it into places like spreadsheets or there's like places where you can like learn how to use the information in basically data aggregation, which I don't think I can speak expertly on that, but that's kind of like the next level. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Okay. So um, if someone's saying, Hey, I want to follow her. I know you talked about your podcast. I've listened yeah. to it with the, all the millionaire tips and, and just listening to people's journeys. How can they find you? Yeah. So the podcast is called the daring daughters. And just to preface, it is a Christian women's business podcast. So you're going to hear stuff about faith. So if that freaks you out, come anyways, you might be surprised. <laughs> um, but we talk all about business. We interview women who are doing bold things despite being terrified inside and just kind of give you a dose of daring courage to go after whatever it is that's your dream. Um, so you can always go to the Daring Daughters podcast on any of the podcast players. Um, and then I hang out on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Gretchen underscore Heinen, which if you just type in Gretchen, I'm pretty much the first one who pops up. So thankfully, that's kind of an uncommon name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And we'll put all that stuff in the show notes too. So you guys don't have to guess how to spell things. But thank you so much for your time today. This was like a great conversation. I learned so much. Um, and thank all of you for being here because wouldn't have a podcast without you. I'm your host on at Palmore and I'm on a mission to empower you to give your money more purpose so you can live your purpose. Hmm. If you got value out of this episode, I would be forever grateful if you would leave a review and then hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you again for being here. And until next time, Remember, money is just a tool that we get to use to live out our purpose. <laughs>